Good Friday, this is Ozarks at Large. Eureka Springs resident Donna Foster, an emergency room travel nurse, is also a seasoned frontline COVID-19 responder. As Ozarks at Large's Jacqueline Froelich reports, she's going public about her experience to educate and warn anyone who's willing to listen. Donna Foster, a registered nurse, divides her time between Arkansas and select hospitals across the country as a licensed travel nurse. She spoke to us from North Carolina, where she was on assignment. So that means that I take a contract from a different hospital anywhere in the United States that my license will work, or if I have a license for that state, and uh, I work for them for 13 weeks. So I'll work six 12-hour shifts on, and then I fly home for eight days, and then I do it all over again, just a repeated thing through 13 weeks. For this report, Foster provided her professional resume, an exhaustive list of travel assignments in emergency trauma units in a dozen states. She hired on as a travel nurse in 2016 after serving at Mercy Hospital in Berryville as a medical surgical ER nurse for six years. But since a global pandemic was declared in March 2019, she's also worked as a medical gatekeeper for critically ill COVID-19 patients showing up at emergency units. Uh, Generally, um, they're breathing very fast. It's anywhere above 20 respirations a minute. And uh, their oxygen saturation will be very low, but they'll still be able to talk to us and complete sentences. That's a, that is definitely a COVID marker right there. Um, their lung sounds will be clear, although they'll have a pneumonia. Early symptoms of COVID-19 include fever, chills, fatigue, body aches, loss of taste or smell, congestion. Progressed symptoms include persistent chest pressure or pain, inability to stay awake, confusion, and with late-stage SARS-CoV-2 infection, smothering congestion soon develops, which can quickly lead to respiratory failure and death, even with treatment. People are triaged, yes. And um, the place that I'm working now, they have a first nurse that sits out in the waiting room and watches everybody that has to wait for a bed. Um, just to make sure if there's any, um, if they begin to decline in condition, that we can get moving back very quickly. Over the past two years, Foster has served as a frontline COVID-19 emergency unit nurse at Baptist Health in Little Rock, South Florida Medical Center, but mostly at Holy Cross Hospital in Silver Spring, Maryland. I started out in um, Silver Spring, Maryland at Holy Cross, which is an amazing hospital with amazing people. If I ever had to go through a disaster again, I wanted to be with those people. Exactly. It was probably a month after I got there that um, COVID hit. And from that point on, it was really sheer terror. Um, We didn't know what we were dealing with. Every disease process that we knew um, just kind of went out the window. And uh, we were terrified, and we would not have survived it if we didn't take care of each other. Foster has witnessed children, adults, and elders die from COVID-19. We uh, definitely all develop PTSD from this. It's, it's horrible to be in that kind of situation and see that many people die. I had four of my patients die in the first hour of my shift. It was, uh, And we thought that nobody had knew we were there. Nobody knew what we were going through. Especially in the early days of the pandemic, Foster says during one nursing trip, medical staff were alerted 
that the Air Force was dispatching a salutary flyover. The Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds flew over our hospital. And when they saw us, they tipped onto their wings just to salute us. And we all broke down crying because we realized we somebody knew what we were going through. Travel nurses were well compensated before the pandemic due to a chronic nursing shortage, but now are in high demand in Arkansas and around the country, reportedly with generous signing bonuses and hourly pay. Nurses are risking their lives every day, however, on the front lines. Foster caught the virus last September. I did. I know the patient's face that gave it to me. I, I see his face every time. But I'm fully vaccinated. In fact, I was sick with COVID when they said that healthcare workers could now get a booster. It was very frustrating that I got through that entire first year without ever getting sick and then got COVID after I was fully vaccinated. How are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm doing fine. No, no ill effects. Got my smell and taste back. Everything's good. Patients who are critically ill can be combative in hospital settings, an artifact of delirium, she says, so part of the job. But verbal abuse by hospitalized COVID-19 denialists is increasingly being reported. Being called a liar. And we have that happen to us a lot. We don't, you know, we just don't engage it any longer. We have people that refuse to believe they're COVID positive. At this juncture, Foster no longer bothers to ask COVID-19 sickened patients if they've been vaccinated, especially in conservative occupied hotspots. In Florida, that was a big deal. They would just get furious with you if you told them they had COVID. Um, but, you know, we always, had, we always have security and uh, I know how to hit my button when I need them. According to data generated by the Kaiser Family Foundation, 13% of Americans flat out refuse to get vaccinated. And according to U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, only 60% of Americans are fully vaccinated, despite the continuing spread of infectious variants, most recently Delta and now Omicron. Arkansas ranks near the bottom, with only 50% of the population fully vaccinated. And Foster has seen firsthand the worst case consequences of catching COVID-19. I mean, they can be intubated very quickly. A COVID patient, especially back in the early part of it, uh, could drop on you in 15 minutes. You could turn your back and they could just, they could drop. And it was that fast that we had to make sure that things were ready. If we suspected, we'd have everything available right outside the door so that everybody could just rush in and take care of it. Um, The amount of time that they stayed on a ventilator was just basically an individual thing. Some stayed on the ventilator for for months and came off of them. They, They would play George Harrison, Here Comes the Sun overhead when somebody got discharged that had been on a ventilator with COVID-19 just to let us know somebody made it. Foster says while at Holy Cross Hospital in Silver Springs, she's had to abandon her ER duties on occasion to work as a COVID-19 critical care travel nurse. We kept a lot of the ventilated patients in our ER because our ICU was full. And of course, we had large hospitals around us, Johns Hopkins, um, you name it, was in the area. And, and they were as full as we were and could not take any of our criticals. So we had to learn to be ICU nurses when we're ER nurses, which is a little bit of a jump. 
in early 2020 when everything shut down and everyone told to isolate. That's when nurses went way beyond the call of duty, Foster says. A lot of it was probably at the first of the pandemic when we did a lot of FaceTimes um, because families were just so shocked that they couldn't see their family member. They were not allowed into the ER. It was totally the whole hospital was closed off to anyone that was not a patient and had been tested um, to know what's going on. Um, but I did FaceTime families so they could see their family member. And sometimes it was good. Sometimes, you know, it was just to say goodbye. Now, after almost two years since a global pandemic was declared, she says nursing staff are less fearful because they know what to expect. Still, data show that up to 25% of COVID-19 infections are among healthcare workers who, like Donna Foster, are clearly risking their lives to save lives. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Jacqueline Froelich.